Thanks for joining us for our podcast, Putting It Together. My name is Christina Clayton, one of the co-directors of the Northwest Mental Health Technology Transfer Center. We are part of a national network to disseminate and implement evidence-based practices for mental health into the field. We are coming to you from Seattle, Washington, and our Northwest region covers Alaska, Washington, Oregon, and Idaho. However, in this virtual world, we have connected with people from all over, and we are very grateful to connect with you today. One of our goals is to provide free training and technical assistance in mental health topics. And now we are offering a podcast because we were told there weren't many podcasts out these days. Just kidding. But truly, we hope you hear some useful information and or inspiration that helps you put it together when working in this challenging and amazing field we call mental health. You can find out more about us, including our live event calendar, free online courses, resource library, and newsletter sign up by visiting our website at mhttcnetwork.org backslash Northwest. Dr. Michelle Evans, we are so grateful to have our partners at the National Hispanic and Latinx Center. She is a licensed clinical social worker, certified alcohol and drug counselor, licensed sex offender treatment provider, and evaluator. She's worked primarily with the Latinx population throughout her career as a child welfare specialist and forensic evaluator and treatment provider. She is currently the hospital administrator for Elgin Mental Health Center in Elgin, Illinois, a state forensic psychiatric hospital. She's in private practice as a bilingual therapist where she treats adults and adolescents with mental health issues, substance abuse issues, and sex addictions. She also teaches on these topics at Aurora University and University of Chicago. Throughout her career, she has worked to increase equity, justice, and cultural awareness in these institutions. So as you can imagine, we're very honored to have her here today. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. I've said it many times. I'm so grateful to have you here, Dr. Evans, with us to talk about a number of issues, but specifically, we wanted to talk with you and you shared around understanding the cultural needs of Hispanic and Latinx clients. You have done so many trainings on this topic, so many roles in the field, working with the National Hispanic and Latino MHTTC, as well as many other roles. How did you first bring this cultural aspect of care into your work and career, or or was it always present? So that's, thank you so much for that question. Often those of us that end up in this field Sometimes we're chosen a little more than we volunteer. And so early on in my career, I was working in child welfare and they needed somebody to speak on the Hispanic population. And I happened to be the only bilingual worker there. And so even though I had, I was a brand new social worker, I never had any experience. They tapped me on the shoulder because as we know, often, if you are from a population that is underrepresented, then yeah, you are expected to speak on behalf of that population and educate others. Uh, My history is, is my grandparents are from Guadalajara, Mexico. My father was the first person who was actually born here. And so all of my aunts and uncles and cousins are immigrants. And I grew up in a community that was 99% Hispanic and Evans is my married name. And so because of that, yeah, I got tapped just like many of our clients. And I know our young social workers, if you are from that population, sometimes you're brought into this. And so I took this on. And eventually throughout my career, I began to realize how important it was that the individuals that we serve have a voice. 
And I recognized the more and more I got into this field, um, I ended up, my doctorate is in social work. And I dedicated my dissertation to looking at ethnocultural empathy, which is literally Mm. that when we have empathy for others, what impact does the understanding of a discrimination and oppression have in that ability to show empathy for someone who has been oppressed and discriminated against and is subject to stigma and bias every day? And I recognize in our therapeutic services, without that understanding, we can't move forward. And that's just kept me going and just seeing the wonderful work that many of our people here are, are doing, you know, many of people we're working with that just really has provided a lot of meaning for me. You touched on something that we talked about before our conversation today around the perhaps invisibility or mistaken cultural affiliation if you change your name, like you said. You have a married name, or maybe you don't necessarily, depending on assumptions made by people, people may not even realize or understand how culture may be an important factor for someone because they're just looking at first glances, first first impressions. And so uh, that was really insightful when you, you shared that. So we're always making assumptions, but stop and think about how that affects folks. You s- spoke to this some, how does culture and attention to it affect our therapeutic relationships, our working relationships with people in helping relationships? It is everything. It is the center of it. When you think about why people discontinue attending services, It's because they don't feel connection. Culture is the values, beliefs, and norms of an individual. And when you think as a therapist, if I'm walking into a relationship and I don't understand the values of my client or the beliefs, or they're just general norms, or I'm looking at that and trying to change it because, well, it seems weird to me. That's not what I've done, or that's not my experience. So when I'm trying to guide my client into maybe changing a little bit, you know, well, this will be helpful because it's worked for me. I, I don't know how many therapists I've seen. Well, oh, I've done this and maybe this will work for you. And they miss the whole point. When you feel that someone understands what's important to you, your beliefs, and they accept them without challenging it, and they understand your norms, even though they might be different than everyone else in your community, that creates connection. And research shows that that helps individuals stay in treatment and complete treatment because without that, they don't feel their clinician knows them and they will prematurely drop out of treatment. So it is really the center. And that's why, especially as we look at culture, and I'm so excited to be talking to you about this, this is the center. This is that Mm -hmm. secret thing that good therapists can do and people that they're struggling. You know, the therapist Mm -hmm. I'm supervising, they're struggling, they're missing something there. It's often culture and they're not adapting well. And so, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I really believe it's the center to all therapeutic relationships and rapport. You mentioned this at the beginning and whether or not people understand that people are part of communities or what communities they may be part of. What's a common misconception about culture that can lead to inequities in care? You you highlighted that as such a mission for you, which I completely appreciate and agree with. What would be one of those things you've seen where people just have a misunderstanding? So often um, we go to these cultural competence trainings. Um, we learn about this in our schools that teach it, whether you're a social worker or whatever it might be. And we believe that that's the end of the conversation. I learned about Latinos. They like their families. They have, a lot of them are religious. There you go. And so now I'm working with my client here who must love their family and go to church every week. And you walk in like that. And when there's something different. Either you don't hear it, you can't accept it, you have a hard time integrating it, or you end up pathologizing it. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, this is a Hispanic individual who 
it's living out here in Seattle where there's not, the rest of their family lives way out in Chicago. Obviously there's something pathological about that, but I see the exact same client who is Caucasian individual and, oh no, this is a very, this person values independence, how Mm -hmm. healthy this person Mm -hmm. is. And so often that's where we can miss it is thinking that even understanding the general kind of stereotypes that we can apply those therapeutically when in essence, it is really the individual. We can learn a lot about the culture, but at the end of the day, we have to focus on the individual. And we have to realize that the majority of the impact of culture is actually about ourselves. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate the time. I'm very excited that we've been able to talk about this today. I really appreciate your insights. And I'm so I'm just so grateful we're going to have these conversations. I know we'll have a, a couple of more in the coming months. So many, so many great issues. You can find resources related to the episode in our show notes, so be sure to check those out. Learn more about us by visiting our website at mhttcnetwork.org backslash Northwest. You can also follow us on social media at NWMHTTC. This broadcast is brought to you by the Northwest MHTTC, which is funded by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, or SAMHSA. However, the content does not necessarily reflect the views of SAMHSA. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to connecting with you again so we can keep putting it together. Take care.